Good morning. Let us pray. Dear Lord, somewhere out there is an accordion player. Please send him our way. We could use him. Amen. I want to tell a story. Back in another life, I was part of a praise group at a church. Um, and there was had a handful of singers. And, and I played the conga drums and sang. We had a keyboardist, and we got a guitarist. And I said, man, all we need now is a bass. So I started play, praying for a bass player, and we got a flautist. And it was really nice to have a flautist, but I figured since God answered God's prayers God's way, I would just pray for an accordion player, and we would get the musicians we need. Um, <laughs> We have some real talented people up here singing, and we have Carl who's been adding his talent. Um, We're going to be looking for a musical director. We're looking for musicians in general. So if you know someone who plays an instrument, even the accordion, send them our way. Meanwhile, make part of your prayers. I ask that you make part of your prayers be that we can find a new musical director. George left a hole, but as I've said to people, All week, George did not bring the Spirit, and the Spirit did not leave with George. The Spirit here is because of all of us together being focused on what the mission of the church is, and that's to get outside there and bring the kingdom of God to fruition. So, remember that as we go through this next period of time, relying on a wealth of recorded music, As we pray, say, dear God, please send an accordion player. I have a few other announcements this morning. Uh, Do we have any guests with us for the first time? It'd be so bold to let us know that they're the first-time visitor because we have a pamphlet that we give first-time visitors. No? Okay, well, uh, we do have a sign-up book for readers and ushers. Um, We're always looking to increase the number of people who help out in worship. The first church I served was very small. In fact, 15 was an average Sunday, but of that 15, 10 were involved in one way or another in the presentation of worship, whether it was reading a lesson, collecting an offering, helping with communion, reading a prayer. The more that we can be involved in the actual doing of the worship, worship is a verb. Okay, Uh, so see Charlie if you would like to read or ush. Um, Also, volunteers needed for the church altar guild. Uh, Chris, raise your hand so people can see who you are. There's Chris. Um, Let's see her. We've had one new volunteer. Uh, Virginia, thank you. She provided us with our communion this morning. Thank you for stepping up. But we could all... Guild means a a whole group of people. Um, Weekly announcements, I want you to look at the insert as part of the bullet, and that's going to say more of what's coming up. But this week, Thursday evening is council. Reminder, all council people, it will be Thursday this week because I will be away. I'm leaving tomorrow, get back Wednesday. I'm required to do so much continuing ed, and the Synod makes sure that we do our continuing ed by providing a continuing an event. It's called the Clergy Convocation. Now, it's called the Conference on Ministry here. It's called a convocation up north where I came from. Um, Friday, there is a dinner dance in Kyle Hall at 5 p.m. 
Saturday, a music jam at 1 p.m. And next Sunday, after worship, will be an Oktoberfest. It's a covered dish, bring a dish to share. I, I'm seeing you're waving those boards. You're going to send around for what people bring. Please don't give Chris a heart attack and sign to bring something because she's, I only had 12 people sign up. I said, is there enough food? Yes. So we are providing what? Beer and bratwurst? Beer and brats? Is that what the church is doing? Bats, beer, and buns. Okay. Quite a tautology there. Um, but yeah, all the other side dishes that would go with that, naturally potato salad, sauerkraut, and anything else. But yeah, desserts, other sides, sign up. A lot of fun. Dress casually. Yeah, I think you need to tell me that. Um, the book study. This is the book. I see there's still a copy back there, and there's this copy. I have my own. But you can also, if you want to, we can buy this book. It's on Amazon. I think it was at $25. I'm going to be doing this probably sometime in November into Advent. I don't know how many. We'll, we'll kind of play it as years to how many sessions we meet. This is a great book to learn more about the Bible without reading the Bible. Isn't that wonderful? Um, movie night next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday coming up, but the following Wednesday, October 25th. Uh, six o'clock, the movie will be Joshua. This time I actually have the movie. If you haven't attended a movie night, we're actually learning about this. We now do an intermission in the middle because we're sitting in those nice, comfortable seats over there. I found it's good up to give a chance to wiggle around. We do a little discussion, then we watch the rest of the movie. We provide movie snacks, hot dogs, popcorn, that kind of stuff. Um, that'll be Wednesday night the 25th. Any other, do we have any other announcements? All right, then. Yes, Virginia. Merry Widow Luncheon tomorrow at IHOP. What time? 12.30. Chris. 12.30. Oh, the speaker tonight. Jeff, we're going to have a speaking tonight. Jeff Sano who is our president of our church council, is a retired CIA um, information officer. What was his, his proper title? I got it right one time. <laughs> Jeff retired from the C intelligence officer. He wants to give a talk about what's going on in the Middle East. He also has a police officer friend of his who wants to give a talk about how we can be more vigilant about being safe, I believe, in our homes. And that'll be tonight at 7 o'clock right here in the, in the uh, sanctuary. Any other announcements? You were raising your hand? Pastor, no? I, I, I was under the impression it was going to be in Kyle Hall. Well, okay, Kyle Hall. Ignore what I said then. Yeah, it's supposed to be a video. A video. Kyle Hall, 7 o'clock tonight. Okay. Any other announcements? Can we start worshiping? It's a verb. <laughs> okay, I invite those who are able to stand and let us begin. <sighs> Blessed be God, the one who forms us. Jesus, who bears the cross, and the Spirit, who makes our joy complete. Let us bow before God in humility, confessing our sin. Amen. 
Steadfast and faithful God, you have revealed the ways of justice, yet we fail to follow you. We are overwhelmed by the world's violence and suffering. We are afraid to ask what we have for the sake of others. For the harm we have caused, known and unknown, forgive us. For the unjust demands we place on others and your creation, forgive us. For the ways we turn away from you and our neighbor, forgive us. Lead us back to you and set us on the right path. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Beloved in Christ, God stretches, God's justice stretches beyond all understanding. God's compassion is beyond all compare. In Jesus, God is always making a new way for us. In Christ, you are already and always forgiven. Amen. Let us go now to the banquet, to the feast of the Thank you.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Please join me in the praying, the prayer of the day. Lord of the feast, you have prepared the table before all people and poured out your life with abundance. Call us again to your banquet. Strengthen us, just and pure, and transform us into the people of righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from Isaiah. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. Plans formed the bold, faithful, and sure. For you have made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin. The place of aliens is a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will glorify you. Cities of ruthless nations will fear you. For you have been a refuge to the poor, a refuge to the needy in their distress, a shelter from the rainstorms and a shade from the heat. When the blast of the ruthless was like a winter rainstorm, the noise of aliens like heat and dry place, you subdued the heat with the shade of clouds. The song of ruthless was, was stilled. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich foods filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy you on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all people, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord will wipe away the tears from all your faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our Lord. We have waited for him so that we might be, save us. This is the Lord for which we have been waiting. Let us, glad, let us be glad and rejoice in the salvation. The, Lord, the word of the Lord. Reading from, reading from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures. You restore my soul. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. A reading from Philippians. My brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Yodia and I urge Sintiji to be the same mind of the Lord, in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, my loyal companions, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers 
whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surprises all understanding, will guide your hearts and minds, in your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent his other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I've prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm and another to his business. While the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroying those murders, and burned the city. And then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready. But those invited were not worthy. Go and inform, go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. 
And those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his attendants, bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The gospel, our Lord. Please be seated. There. I remember some years ago, it was well before. I had even entertained the idea of upending my life and going to seminary. I was in a praise band. I shared that already this morning. I was in a praise band. And I always have had, since I was young, a proclivity for more casual dress. Um, I, I dress for comfort. I make no abash about it. In fact, if you all would be comfortable, I'd be up here with a Hawaiian shirt and shorts on every Sunday. But I give homage to where I, I serve, and I at least wear the collar regularly and the, the funny shirt. Um, but if you see me on the streets quite often, I, you'll never see me in a suit with, you know, and the black shirt on out in the world. If you see me in Publix, I might be dressed in ratty clothes that I've been working on the house on. That drives my wife crazy. But anyway, that's who I am. I've been that way for most of my life. I don't put down people who wear nice clothes. I just don't have the time or the will to do so. Um, and it was during one of these Sundays that this lesson was read. So it was about this time of year. I was wearing a wild Hawaiian print shirt and either dungarees, and they would have been clean dungarees, one that had not yet been assigned to wearing to work. They would have been new, dressier dungarees, and probably sneakers. And I had been leading worship that morning. And one of the well-intentioned ladies of the church came to me after worship, and she was reminding of what it said in this lesson about the way this one guy was dressed, that, you know, look at the way you're dressed, and um, this guy was actually thrown out of the, the wedding banquet, and I said to her, I said, Audrey, this is a Belizean wedding shirt. So I was probably the only person who was appropriately dressed this morning. I mean, that's just, I got in trouble a couple times because I had to show up for an interview for one time for the first interview I had before I started this process at a synod office. Another time as an interview for a position in a clinical pastoral education unit. And I told the person, I, listen, I can meet with you at this time, but I will be coming right from work. I worked construction. Right from work meant I might be dirty. I might, and I'll definitely be wearing jeans and a t-shirt. If you, want me to, if you want to wait an hour, I can go home and I can get dressed in the appropriate clothing. But no, don't worry about it. Just come right from work. Okay, let's talk about 
changing wasn't there, but that's what I thought, you know. So I show up and they would say, well, you know, you're not dressed for this job. No, I'm dressed for the job I have, but, you know, I can wear the appropriate clothes. I've, I've gotten in trouble with this dress thing quite a bit in my life. In fact, one time I got complaints here that I was dressed like a gardener, and I apologize. Um, I don't want to put an album on because I'm afraid I'll trip over it, and the stole has choked me a few times. So when it's appropriate, when it's important, I'll wear the album stole. But other than that, this is about me. Um, because, see, I don't think that this lesson, that last paragraph in this lesson, was about a dress code. I, I don't think that was it. Now, the first part is very obvious. The first part, Jesus is referring to the time where God was inviting God's people into a relationship. He sent prophets, and the people would kill the prophets. Um, and that, if you study the Old Testament and the history of the time, this is what happened. God kept reaching out to his people, and God kept, the people kept rejecting what God was saying to them. Love one another, care for one another. Don't worry about those expensive things on those fine things. Make sure everybody has a roof over their head and food on their table. That's what God would say, and the people would say, well, we work for this, it's ours. Um, it's the human condition. So... I went looking for this um, last paragraph, what that meaning of that wedding garment was. Now, historically, I can tell you what it was. Um, in those days, when someone who was very prosperous and wealthy, like a king, would have a wedding feast, he would provide a special garment for all his guests to wear, so kind of like choreographing the whole thing with clothing that all were wearing this nice garment. And it was probably better, a better garment than many of the people would have had anyway, um, because this was a person, as weddings do today, quite often parents will use the excuse of a wedding to show off how well they are, and weddings become overdone. I'm sure you've all been to overdone weddings. Um, and that was the source of this idea of the wedding garment. But what the meaning of this was, well, the, the initial sources I went to were talking about, well, you know, it's your righteousness. It's because you've been good and you've done the right things. You've followed the rules. And I'm saying, that doesn't line up with the gospel that I preach. That idea that we make ourselves right doesn't work. Um, and then I remembered another incident. My first year at seminary, the second semester, the beginning of the Lutheran Confessions class, um, the professor was taking um, attendance. And when he got to me, he says, James Neal, I raised my hands. But here, he says, so your name is James? I said, yeah. He says, well, you'll flunk this class. <laughs> I, he says, he went on to elaborate that the epistle of James, the letter that James wrote that's in our Bible, Luther referred to as the epistle of straw. He said, you can go to hell trying to follow what James was saying because in James, there's a lot about works righteousness, about what we do 
through our lives to make ourselves right with God. And Luther was totally against this idea that we can somehow make ourselves righteous through proper living and adherence to the law. This is a very human idea, and we fall back to it all the time. It goes right to the myth, and I'll repeat it again. You've heard me say this before, the myth of the self-made man or woman. There is no such thing as a self-made man or woman. And likewise, we cannot, by however we do, make ourselves righteous because we are prone to sinful behavior. Now, this professor had studied, he was really big about what Luther said. And this whole idea that James' epistle, faith without works is dead, I can see the truth in that, but it's not the truth that we need. Now, part of this class, the assignments of this class, we had nine statements that he gave us right in the beginning of class. And then during the course of the class, we'd study and read on what was said, um, and he lectured on the ideas of these statements. Of these nine statements, we had to pick six and write a one to two page paper. He said, straight to the point. I don't want any adjectives. I don't want any adverbs in there. I don't need a lot of expansive language. I want you just right to the point. Now, these papers were bloody miserable. I struggled. It was, I mean, we would have to write 5, 10, 15, 20-page papers all the time. And while I didn't type, and it was an hour a page when I was typing, I struggled more with these short papers than I did with any of the longer ones. And I was constantly getting them back, you're not getting it yet, you're not getting it yet, you're not getting it yet. And he lectured about drowning the creature talking about baptism, how we drown the sinful creature. And we have to keep drowning that sucker every day because our sinfulness bubbles up inside. And it was finally on the last thing we did, our final exam, that I got it right. I said, our problem with righteousness and forgiveness with grace, what we struggle with is we constantly put the cart before the horse. We constantly make it that what we've done to earn God's grace, where it's the inverse is actually true. God's grace has been given to all of us equally, all of us uniformly. It's then our good works, which are reaction, our gratitude, for the forgiveness that we received. It's going out into the world and sharing that forgiveness and sharing that grace. But we got the grace first. That is the horse. The cart is then the righteous life we attempt to live. And I remember when I got that final exam back, it was of those blue books. Anybody remember the blue books? I had to take and you had to write your answers in. He wrote under my essay, ta-da. You got it. See, that creature that keeps drawing us into this idea that we somehow have to make ourselves right with God raises up 
all the time. And we constantly have to do that self-examination and that reflection that we need to drown that sucker each day. Because God has granted us the grace and salvation free, not because of what we did, but because God is loving. So let's get back to that wedding garment because this is what I figured out. There was someone at this story that Jesus is telling who somehow thought he didn't need the garment of grace and forgiveness that the king or God has blessed everyone through with Christ. He thought, this guest, that he could make himself righteous so he didn't need to put on the garment of grace and forgiveness. And that was what got him thrown out of the feast. We've all been given the garment of grace and forgiveness, each one of us. Whether we recognize it or not, whether we celebrate it or not, we each wear that garment each day. It is then our response, our going out and sharing in that forgiveness and that love that we've been shown by God that is the follow-up, which is the reward. Make sure you always keep your horse, the, car, the towing of grace in front of your cart of the life. Amen.
In Christ you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promise. Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He ascended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the forgiveness of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. seated. Do you feel energetic this morning, Chris? No? You going to make me do it? Huh? You'll do it for me? Thank you. Um, as we've done, let it, um, we're going to share our, the places where we're praying, and we break this down in joys and concerns. So do we have any, first start with joys. Do we have any joys that we want to share this week? Some place where God has blessed us. We've had this wonderful experience. Yes, right there, we got one. This week, on Thursday, I got to do something I haven't done for quite a while. The food pantry met out here and they had, I think, around 90 or 100 cars, but I talked to at least 100 families that are interested in getting a turkey dinner for Thanksgiving. But the joy of it was the fact that 90% of these people knew me yet, and it's been about three years since I worked with them on the food pantry. So it, it, was, it was a real pleasure getting to do something for the community through King of Kings. Oh, thank you. And there's something to keep in our prayers that we can provide 
those, those meals. And thank you, Wayne, for what you and Linda are doing. How's Linda doing, by the way? Is she still, she said she was still hurting. Okay. Well, let her know we've prayed for her. Okay. Other joys that we want to share. My granddaughter reminded me, Grandpa, you gotta, you gotta raise your hand, Grandpa. So the first thing that came to my mind, you know, I have my first boat. Uh, I've owned it for like the last 13 months. And I first, first seen my first turtle. And I, my wife kept telling me how she kept seeing these sea turtles. And I kept thinking like she was crazy because when I would turn around, they wouldn't be there. And one thing I learned about a sea turtle when they come up for air, they must be able to hold their breath for a long time because you don't see them again. I just wanted to share that with you guys, thank you. Wonderful thing when we see creatures in creation. Thank you for sharing that. Well, my joy today is I got to see Claire yesterday. She came to the gym. She was there for a little while, and she's getting around better. She's looking like her old self again, and uh, hopefully she'll be back with us next week. Okay. That's a wonderful joy. Thanks for sharing. Other joys? Oh, yeah, they always put the young ones to work. Are there any other joys we'd like to share this week? We have one up here. I just want to remind everyone that um, I know I thoroughly enjoyed the animal blessing last week. Uh, I just thought that uh, a separate personal prayer for every single person animal was absolutely um, touched, touched, it touched my heart to see that, that it wasn't one prayer for all, they each had, and they're all individual animals, just like we're all individual people, and so I just want to thank the pastor again for a, a most enjoyable animal blessing Sunday. Thank you. I am also thankful, as my wife assured me, as the many times she's done it, she never had any incident that um, the animals all behaved, the people all behaved, and it was a wonderful Sunday. So, yes, that was a thankful thing to be joyful about. Other joys that we want to share? Hang on, Pastor. Yes. Uh, yesterday we were playing over at Sam's on the beach, and uh, it was a beautiful day, and I was talking to some friends that, were, that came out to see us, and I says, as the world is going so crazy, look what we're doing. We're here enjoying nature, beautiful water, the sunshine, enjoying ourselves. We should be very, very thankful and joyful that we live in this country and that we're in a great position compared to the rest of the people in the world that we yeah. need to pray for. And to add to that, it looks like our weather is going to break officially this week. For those who've lived in Florida for a while, they begin to realize that July and August and September are dues that you pay. And then in August, we finally get that, that paradise weather that we all moved here for. And it looks like it's going to be 55 degrees tomorrow morning. Come on, folks. <laughs> Praise God. Any other joys that we'd like to share? Any thanks to God? Pastor, I have one. Um, Doris Collison was under the weather this week, and I am so grateful and thankful that Doris is back with us. She overcame her illness, and uh, Doris, we're so glad you're back. 
Yes, good to see you. That is, our, that is a joy. Others? Okay. Yes. You got to go up there. Well, I missed the animals last week, but I was in Pennsylvania. I had a great time with friends, and I had my 58th class reunion, which was amazing to see all my good friends. And I just thank God I was able to make the trip. Yeah, thank you, Linda. It's good to see you back. Other joys? How about concerns? Do we have any concerns that we want to lift up? Up. They'll get back to you. Hi, I'd like to lift up my brother Bill. He's having some serious memory issues under doctor's care, but I still would like some serious prayers okay. for Bill. Thank you. Prayers for Bill. Other other concerns, people we want to lift up. Keep I have a brother. He's actually a half-brother, and he's fighting a fight that he's not going to win. Unfortunately, I'm waiting for that call. And what's his name? Bruce. Bruce? Okay. Prayers for Bruce. Raise your hand, concerns. Time has come. Do we have to pray for peace? And I mean, really believe in peace. Pray for it. Thank yes. you. Amen. Other concerns? Which one back there? Good morning. Uh, my daughter's having a hysterectomy next week. Her name's Andrea. And the week after that, my granddaughter, McKenna, is having surgery because of endometriosis. Okay, so Andrea and McKenna. Okay. Yeah, I just found out from uh, Marilyn that uh, Bob Kelly is now in an intensive care unit. He had some bleeding. And he's throwing up blood, so we'll keep our prayers for him. Yes, amen. Was that what you were going to bring on up? Right, Marilyn, right there. Raise your hand, Marilyn. Mary C. I just wanted to add that, yes, he was in uh, intensive care after a bleeding, but when they got into the stomach, there was nothing that showed a, a bleeding. So he's in ICU, still waiting for a bed. And okay. he's hoping, I'm going to be going this afternoon, he's hoping he'll be back in his room. And then. Now, Tracy was coming down. She is here. She is She'll here? She'll be here for a month. Okay, okay. And uh, we and are looking, she, I shouldn't say we, uh, she is looking for, the doctor said he cannot be left alone. So they're looking for a intensive, not intensive care, but a, what the word I want to say? Hospice care, yes. Care unit, where, care unit, yeah. Yes, so she'll be doing that while she's here and hopefully get him settled before she leaves. Yeah, he was fighting relocating for years to a well, place that, where they could provide is, yeah. 
daily care for him, and he's finally hit that point where he recognizes that. This, this did it, I think, right now. And this is what that's something to also be thankful for, that he could finally come to that decision, because he's been advised and advised and advised, but finally he's hit that point. So, yeah, continue to keep Bob in our prayers um, as he continues to struggle with health issues. So, was there one up here I saw a hand? Yeah, up here at Lane. Yeah, my fiance Howard's nephew, uh, Josh, he lives in Tel Aviv, and he has been called to active duty. So right now he's serving in the Israeli army, and we pray for his safety. I'm just asking for prayers for my brother, Renaud Herb Wombo. He has COPD, and he's in the hospital right now with pneumonia. Any others? In the back. See, that's why you do it. They run me crazy here. I wanted to have people pay for my husband, Kenny. Um, my husband, Kenny, he was in a car accident in December, and since then he's had a lot of medical problems and issues. And Okay, so and Kenny. Out of the hospital, Kenny, yes. Okay, keep prayers for Kenny. Any others? If you would keep our son Nicholas in prayer, who's serving over uh, in the Poland area with everything going on in the Ukraine. Yes. Any others? Let us pray. God, with joy and thanksgiving, we offer up those places that we have expressed gratitude for the actions that you have in our lives, for the joy of family and reunions and safe travel, all the good things that truly come from you. Lord, we also lift up these concerns, those that we voice, the people that we've named, we lift them to your care. We also lift up those concerns of our heart, those things that we are quietly praying for. Lord, in this day, we especially pray for peace. It seems like every other spot in the world is breaking out sometime or another with some sort of war. And recently, what's happened in Israel is causing us all pain and division. Lord, in all, of all places, a place to know peace is this, a place where so many people visit each year and so many different religions share um, sites there that are important to them. Lord, we ask that you have your spirit of peace come upon this land. Lord, we pray this and all things, trusting and hoping in the goodness and mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and let the people say, Amen. Thank you. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. And let's share a sign of Christ's peace with one another. And when you're done, sanitation stations. Peace be with you.
Peace be with you. Peace be with you.
You can be seated. Dwayne? Go to that mic. This one here? No, you can just say it, Mike, but just hold this one up. Oh, just hold this one up? Testing, one, two. No, I'm not shy. Is it? Especially as we played my favorite church. Is it working? You got me, Larry? Okay. All right. I was told to spend a couple of minutes with you this morning to share why I give the King of Kings and why I tie with King of Kings. And I told Pastor Jim this story, and he wanted me to share it with you. In 2008, if you guys didn't know this or not, I drove for Home Depot for 19 years. And I was making, uh, to work with round numbers, I was making a good decent living, probably over $100,000 a year as a delivery driver for Home Depot. And uh, it wasn't until 2008 when uh, stuff hit the bottom with building materials and my accountant came and told me that somebody at 7-Eleven is making more money than I am. So in 2008, I guess the building materials took a major crash as far as delivery-wise, uh, deliveries really fell off. I guess it was hard for me to support my family. And my house fell into uh, foreclosure. And 2008 was just really bad for me. It was a year that my uh, grandson's mother was playing with a, a handgun and there was a small caliber that ent entered into her head and she's no longer with us. So 2008 was always a really bad year, but going back to the story that I wanted to share with you guys today, that's, that's, that's not part of the story. Uh, I fell two months behind payments on my house and I fell into foreclosure. And uh, it was funny because when I went through this with Wells Fargo, and I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, they, they kept telling us during the whole process of it, of it, we don't want your house, we don't want your house. So all we wanted to do was set up a payment plan with Wells Fargo that they could have the mortgage payment every two weeks out of the bank account. And they said they wouldn't do that because I was in arrears. So in, anyway, that, that part of the story, so it all worked out. But anyway, uh, so anyway, I'll never forget that we went to this meeting with Wells Fargo's attorneys and they looked at me right in the eye and they told me that if I didn't come up with $18,000 with their attorney fees, they were going to take my house. So I guess the bottom line was they did want my house. I guess mine had a swimming pool. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. But anyway, no, they did. But it, to me, it was funny to me when I knew people that were eight months to eight years behind, behind in arrears and they never threatened to take their house. So why was I getting singled out? So anyway, I came to King of Kings and uh, they helped me due to a lot of prayers and uh, they helped me along and still to this day, I have no idea how I came up with a check. They give you a amount that you got to come by and they say you got five o'clock today, that's with their interest, to pay that amount exactly to the T what you owe them. So before 5 p.m. the following Tuesday, I came up with a check for $18,000 and gave it to Wells Fargo. So I still own my house today. King of Kings did help me uh, with some of that money for me to save my house. And that's why I wanted to stand in front of you guys today to let you guys know that the money that comes into this place, we all help each other. It's not, you know, 
give, give with a willing heart is what I just wanted to say to you, was my message to you. And uh, that, that was some rough times, man. I don't know anybody ever fell in foreclosure, but the only thing I can ever tell you is I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. That, that, was, some, that was some rough people, man. So you write out this letter, it's funny, of how you fell into this, arrears. And uh, they threw the letter back at me after they read it, and they said, basically, this doesn't mean anything. You owe an additional $10,000 now in attorney fees. So that's how we come up with the uh, amount of $18,000. But still to this day, I, don't, I do not know how I ever came up with $18,000. So I guess my message to you, just keep praying and keep doing what you can in the offering plate every week. It goes, it goes to good things, guys. I really believe that in my heart, and I wanted to share that with you guys. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You did good, buddy. You did good. Thank you. And now, let us talk about the sacrifice of praise. Let us pray the offering prayer as one voice. God of power, God of plenty, all things belong to you. We bring your gifts to the table that all might be fed. Form us into the body of your beloved, Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join the unending hymn.
In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And it was then after supper that he took the cup. And he raised it up, he said, In this cup is the covenant of my blood poured out for all of you for all time and all places for the forgiveness of all sin. And when you do this, do it remembering me. Amen. Amen. And now, let us be so bold as to pray those words that we have been taught by our Savior. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. All are welcome at this table. There are three ways which you may receive communion. You can be come up as you're invited to by the usher where you will be handed a piece of bread which you can then dip or intinct into either cup. One contains grape juice, which that's the light color, and the darker stuff is wine. You can go to the back where there's prepackaged um, elements for those who are still nervous about germs. Um, you can also, if you're not able to come forward, you can stay seated. I'll make that invitation at the end if anybody else needs to receive and communion will be brought to you. Plus, if you know someone and you would like to take communion to them, there are little services in the back on the credence table next to the communion back there and you're welcome to take those communions out to those who are shut in. Gifts of God for the people of God. Please be seated.
Let us pray the communion prayer with one voice. Blessed be your name, O God, for we have feasted on your word, Christ Jesus, the joy and delight of our hearts. Strengthened by this food, send us to gather the world to your banquet, where none are left out and all are satisfied. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now, God of glory, Jesus Christ, name above all names, and the Spirit who lives in you, bless you, and now and forever. Amen. God is, is at work in you.